Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty, and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I am a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting, trading, scouting, and managing all my teams 365 days a year. So do you, so let's talk some Dynasty. On episode number 96 of our podcast, it's going to be a fun episode. We're going to talk about 10 players who I've been trying to acquire via trade this offseason. So what I did this week is I went back into my trades and transaction pages on all my leagues' websites, really just to note which players I've actually been trying to acquire the most in trades this offseason. Um, it's true that I often make trades to try to fill team needs, you know, so a player in one league may be more valuable to me than in another league, also given that they all have different scoring settings. But still, I look back at the players that I've been trying to acquire this season, I noticed the following 10 players are the most common ones that I tried to target in trades. So here's a list of the players, and I'll tell you, of course, why I'm interested in trying to acquire them. Player number one is Daniel Jones. I believe I have Jones ranked as my number 13 dynasty quarterback already, but many owners don't really value him the same way. So I try to take advantage of this value gap by trading for him this offseason. Last year in six points per touchdown league, he was the 21st ranked quarterback in total points, but he was a 14th ranked quarterback in average points per game, finishing actually one spot ahead of Kyler Murray. So beating out the other rookie of the year. Uh, his average points were skewed a bit because he did have uh, he had four 40-point, four-touchdown games. One of those is actually a five-touchdown game. At the same time, his total points were skewed a bit by 30 turnovers, including 18 fumbles, which I don't think will ever happen again. He does have a new coaching staff, but his new offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, has consistently produced top 12 uh, dynasty or fantasy quarterbacks in Dallas over the years. So I did acquire him in two leagues this offseason. I traded Tyrod Taylor and T.Y. Hilton uh, for it, to the owner who had Justin Herbert. That's why he was more interested in Taylor. I traded, like I said, Tyrod Taylor and T.Y. Hilton for Daniel Jones and Deshaun Jackson. In another league, I actually gave up Jimmy Garoppolo in the rookie pick number 3.9 um, for uh, for Daniel Jones. I think he's a top 12 quarterback in the next, for the next decade to come on my teams and acquired him in two leagues at least. Next player that I've been trying to trade for is another quarterback, Matthew Stafford. I've not been able to get Stafford in a trade in this offseason, though. Um, I was at least able to draft him in most recent startup draft, the one that I did the last two podcasts about. I did pick him in the fourth round in the two-quarterback league in that uh, startup draft in the last two weeks. Um, he's been much harder to acquire in, in two quarterback leagues, but I thought it would be easier in a one-quarterback league, but I haven't been able to get a deal done. I've made offers for Stafford, hoping that owners would have forgotten how awesome that he was to start the season last year and maybe soured on him after his injury. If you remember, after week nine, the week that he got injured, he was the second highest scoring quarterback in the league, only behind Lamar Jackson. Stafford's one of the most underrated players who consistently overperforms his average draft position in redraft leagues. He's one of the best pure passers in the league and has the most air yards per attempt and air yards per completion in the league last year. So I have Stafford ranked ahead of Daniel Jones. He's my number 11 quarterback, where again, I said Jones was my number 13. I mostly offered one-for-one one quarterback trades, trying to try to get um, trying to get an owner to maybe like a quarterback that I was offering more than Stafford. So that's what I was trying to do this offseason. Like I said, unfortunately, haven't been able to get a deal done, but I noticed he was one of the guys that I'd been targeting. Third player to talk about is Jordan Howard. 
Uh, Howard steadily moved up my dynasty rankings this offseason after he signed with Miami. Moved up even more after Miami didn't trade, didn't uh, get a running back in the NFL draft like many thought they would, but they only traded to get Matt Breida. I believe Howard will definitely be the first and second down back in Miami and even came out with reports this week that he does plan to be the goal line back. His upside's limited for sure because of his lack of play in the passing game, but his floor is just so very high in my opinion, given the number of touches that, touches that he'll see over the next two years of his contract. He's only 25 years old too, and he could sign a longer term contract if he plays well enough there in Miami. I think he's a sure thing to be a top 24 running back in Miami, so top two running back RB2 for sure. But other owners just don't see him uh, that way. And uh, he's never been given the complete breakout you know, player. And given the fact that he's been traded you know, in, in, to NFL teams, he's on his third team in four years, I think those things have some owners actually devaluing him. I happily traded Tevin Coleman straight up for him in one league and got that, got that trade done. And then I have a pending offer for him right now in another league for Darius Slayton in a 2020 second round pick, which would be... Um, pick uh, 2.2. So pretty aggressive uh, trade, trying to get Howard on my squad. Fourth player I talk about that I've been trying to trade for is Chase Edmonds. I've not been able to pry Edmonds away from any owners yet either, but it's not for lack of trying. I'm definitely not going to overpay for a handcuff, but uh, I've made several handcuff for handcuff offers to other owners this offseason to see how they value the backups you know, compared to mine. Here's what I like about Ed- Edmonds. He only had 60 attempts last year, so I, I hope that owners maybe would be frustrated by his lack of touches in Arizona. Plus, uh, the Arizona re-signed Ken- Kenyon Drake and drafted Eno Benjamin in the seventh round of the NFL draft, so I thought that these facts would have decreased his value so that I could more easily trade for him. But I guess other owners are as eager as I am to see what happens next year. Here's, here's what happened. Drake averaged 80% of the snaps after he was uh, traded to Arizona midway through the season, but you got to remember that trade was made because, partly because of the injury to Edmonds, the one that he sustained in week number eight after he had a three-touchdown game in week seven. I believe that Arizona believes in Edmonds, which is why they were willing to trade David Johnson away, re-sign Kenyon Drake, but Drake's only signed to a one-year deal where Edmonds still has two years left on his contract. I think Arizona fully intends to use Drake and Edmonds both this year to see which player, if any, they want to sign long-term. Um, I'm going to keep making offers for Edmonds and hopefully get prime away from some owner. The next player that I've been trying to trade for is Carlos Hyde. He is the new Frank Gore. <laughs> He's going to move from team to team to team and continue to have a flex-worthy value and, and destroy the value of the other running backs on his teams, which is why I actually already own him in, in the majority of my leagues, but I'm going to continue to try to trade for him in the ones that I don't. I love that he was signed by Seattle, a run-heavy team, and a team that always pays his best players no matter what their draft capital is. I think he's going to have every chance to outperform Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, who are both recovering from injuries, and DJ Jallet Dallas, who is really an overrated rookie in my opinion. I have Dallas ranked as the number 52 rookie on my board, though I've seen him drafted way ahead of that in my rookie drafts. Hyde's definitely not sexy, but he's 100% proven. I started him as my RB2 many times last year when he was in Houston, and he provided a very safe floor scoring just under 10 points a game and finished as the RB26 in half PPR leagues. Uh, so he did well enough to be you know, pretty pretty solid guy to fill in on bye weeks, has a high floor. Um, I'm definitely not offering much for him, but I'm offering similar older running backs and wide receivers just to see if there's an owner out there that values you know, an older wide receiver or an older running back um, more than Hyde because I see Hyde is better than a lot of those middling guys. 
Next player I'm trying to trade for and had tried to trade for this offseason is Damian Harris. I was much higher on Harris in last year's rookie class and other analysts, so I already have my fair share of Harris on my teams already. Um, early this offseason, though, I targeted owners who may have been disappointed with his poor rookie year, hoping they'd be willing to give him up. However, I found that most owners were holding pat and staying patient, like I have been in all the places where I have him. I couldn't pry him away from other teams. Unfortunately for me, uh, Harris's value has only risen since the news of Sony Michelle's offseason foot uh, surgery and the Patriots signing Cam Newton. Now the tables have turned, and I'm actually the one that's receiving offers uh, for uh, Harris in, in the leagues where I own him. So sadly, I missed the window to trade for him, and perhaps now I can get something for him if the right offer was given to me. Uh, his, his stock is definitely rising in everyone's eyes at this point. Next is uh, Brandon Cooks. Cooks has been the player that I've actually seen traded the most in all of my leagues. He's been bouncing around for sure. Um, in one league, he was traded by the one team, and then that one team traded back to get him about a month later. Pretty funny. Buyer's remorse, I guess. Many owners want to move, move him, and many owners want to get him. I'm among those who wish to get him. Uh, there are 172 vacated targets in Houston with the departure of DeAndre Hopkins. I believe that most of them will go to Cooks, and Deshaun Watson is just too good of a quarterback not to allow Cooks to get back to his very consistent 1,000-yard seasons. Before last year, while he struggled with an inconsistent offense and, and the injuries in Los Angeles, he had consistently had 1,000-yard receivings and five to five receiving yards and five to nine touchdowns in each of his previous seasons. I think he's in a prime age range for wide receivers and only 26 years old, and I have been trying to make offers to get him as well. Uh, I traded a 2020 second round pick to get him. I drafted him in my startup that I just did, you know, two weeks ago. And I also traded uh, Antonio Brown for him a year ago when Brown started acting crazy. So not regretting that one right now. Next I'd say would be uh, Preston Williams. Uh, sadly, Preston Williams is the only player on this list that I don't own at all. I have him on none of my teams. This fact really upsets me because he, and it makes me want to kind of actually pay up to get him but I need to maintain my discipline and not overpay to, to get him. Uh, before his injury, Williams was on pace for a 64 catch, 856 yard, six touchdown rookie season, which would have placed him as a 36 highest scoring wide receiver last year. I love Williams' film um, in Colorado State and had him as a sleeper to target in rookie drafts. Other owners must have too, because I missed out on every him, and, like I said, in every one of my leagues. He was a starter in Miami from day one in his rookie season unlike many of the other rookies in last year's class. He, his stock uh, went up even further when Miami drafted Tua in the first round in this year's draft, meaning he will be paired with a star quarterback for the next decade, I think. I tried to take advantage of owners who forgot about his first half of the season last year, maybe soured on him because of his injury, but so far I haven't been able to get a deal done. I think, I think I'm going to have to try to overpay for him in one league just to get at least one share. Last two guys we'll talk about that I've been trying to trade for this offseason is Deshaun Jackson. He's kind of like Carlos Hyde. Jackson's a player that I'm looking to trade to help my team for this year. Definitely a win-now kind of move. Uh, Jackson can could be the only returning starter in Philadelphia since Alshon Jeffrey may not start this season due to injuries and the Eagles loaded up with rookie wide receivers in the draft. Jackson, of course, had that ridiculous breakout week number one where he scored 34 fantasy points before being lost for the rest of the season with his injury. Uh, while he is 33 years old, he still has two years left on his contract, and I believe that he can become the highest scoring wide receiver in Philadelphia for the next two years uh, before some of those rookies that they drafted uh, pass him up. 
Carson Wentz is, of course, one of the best deep ball passers in the NFL, and he can help Jackson end his career by doing what he's always done, beating defenses over the top and scoring touchdowns. Jackson's definitely far less appealing in PPR leagues, but in standard leagues, uh, where where I'm only like one or two pieces away from having a real championship run, I've been trying to make a trade for him by offering kind of back-end rookie picks and or older wide receivers or running backs, that other people, you know, kind of in the same range that people might prefer over Deshaun Jackson. As I mentioned above, I, or I mentioned earlier, I was able to acquire him in a deal where I got Daniel Jones and I got Deshaun Jackson. I gave up Tyrod Taylor and T.Y. Hilton. So I definitely put my money where my mouth is on betting on Jackson for this year and next year. Short-term move for sure. And finally, a little bit more long-term move. A guy that I've been trying to acquire is Anthony Miller. I really believe that Miller is uh, poised for a great breakout season this year. He's finally healthy after two shoulder surgeries. He's solidified as a wide receiver two in Chicago. He's shown enough upside to give dynasty owners hope, but not enough downside. But he's also shown enough downside to make owners willing to trade him. Um, His college stats and film caused me to have him actually as my number two ranked uh, rookie wide receiver in his class, just behind DJ Moore. So that's how much I valued him coming in to the NFL. I would put him ahead of Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley that were in his class. That's how high I had him rated. I still believe in his talent. I think he'll be in his. I think he'll be. This will be his third year breakout. I've uh, been trying to offer younger wide receivers to him and to try to trade him. I haven't been able to get him. I've offered guys like uh, Rashad Perriman, uh, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Deontay Johnson. Those are the players that I'm kind of in the same range, hoping that maybe some people believe in those guys more than they believe in Miller. So far, I've not been able to get a deal done, but I'm glad that I own him. And in two leagues, at least, I'm going to keep trying this offseason for sure. Well, that's a wrap uh, this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Hope this uh, was helpful for you, thinking about players that you might want to go out. If you believe what I believe, go ahead and try to go out and get these guys. I say it all the time, but make the two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. I'm much better on email than Twitter. So uh, contact me by email. I'd be honored to take the, if you would take time to rate and review the podcast and Apple Podcasts, that would mean a lot to me. Thanks so much for listening. I do appreciate your support. I want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there, get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.